Welcome back to Everybody Mad, you're now into Everybody Mad chat room. This is your boy Rel, and as always, I'm so happy that y'all are here with me. Uh, it's season four of Everybody Mad, and if you haven't already, please make sure you go check out those early episodes. We got more and more heat coming to you. This is going to be a great conversation, this episode. So lock in, make sure you got a drink uh, if you're you're chilling out on the weekend, uh, listening to this. <clears throat> Light a spliff, have some wine. If it's before work, put a little uh, liquor in your coffee. Um, have that morning spliff on the way to the, the, the job. If it's after work, make sure it's a hard drink. It could be neat or on the rocks. Uh, but enjoy yourself. Relax, because this is going to be a fun conversation. Uh, as always, email everybodymadpod at gmail.com on IG and Facebook, everybodymadpod, and on all major podcasts and streaming platforms, everybodymad. So, uh, I'm not by myself in the chat room this week. I'm joined by a guest, and um, I'm excited because this this topic uh, that we're going to speak on, I think, one, it came from them, and so the beauty of that is is when people bring subjects to the podcast chat room, uh, they are not only um, dope for doing such, but the conversation is also one that's elevated and enlightening. So without further ado... I'm going to ask the guests to introduce themselves, give your name, age, sex, location, and one unique or interesting fact about yourself. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Carly. Uh, I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. I'm 31 years old. And a unique fact about me, I think I'm a phenomenal writer. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. You think you're a phenomenal. What was the last thing you wrote? what's up so before we get into the subject matter of today how you feeling what's your day been like i feel great today's sunday it's a lazy sunday have a day off so i'm just relaxing and i'm chilling it's a lazy sunday so after you record this what what's the rest of your sunday looking like what you got planned um i'll probably stop by my mother's house and say what's up to her and go back home roll up Hang out with my family and, you know, get ready for the work week ahead. Mm, sounds like a nice little afternoon. Uh, I feel like you, time spent with your mom is, is funny, so uh, enjoy that. Always. <laughs> and definitely enjoy that spliff. Uh, I definitely have some I have some weed from South Carolina, and uh, it is it slaps. Uh <laughs> The Connect said it was purple runts. Uh, it, it definitely has. It doesn't. It doesn't have the runts 
the traditional runts uh flavor which isn't strange because i've had different runts that certified different runts that are, don't have that that traditional runt um taste palette but this definitely slaps like it's runts because i i got through half the the spliff last night and i was just like yo i'm stuck I don't even know I, if it was... I'm not big on the names of of weed. Like I just I couldn't tell you. I know there's like za, there's run, like people name the weed mm -hmm. all different types of stuff. I don't care for the names. I just want to make sure it's good. But like, yeah, I'm I'm more of a of a strand um person. So I I normally will if it's a hybrid. Um, I'll fuck with it, you know, in that space. Um, sativas are usually for when I'm like at a festival or it's like a fun weekend of just of like you know pure events. And then indicas, indicas and hybrids are normally what I buy, largely just for the the chill aspect of it. Um, again, being stuck, like I I was I was literally in a car and I, I remember just like yo the 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 shit is not even lit anymore and I'm just I'm I'm good. I'm right. in this place of <laughs> of of stuck. Like that's that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> so let's get into this topic. Uh, the theme of season four is unpacking to connect with the essence. And um, I'm wholly appreciative that Carly wanted to to have this conversation. Uh, the conversation started at I mean the. the the conversation didn't start with us and it didn't start with this particular uh, moment. But what sparked it was the Harry and Meghan uh, documentary on Netflix. And there's a piece where Meghan is talking about being treated as a black woman and how um, she never uh, had experienced that essentially until she uh, became a part of the, you know, so she started dating Harry and essentially became part of the royal family. And then it was, oh, she's black. And then there's, and as she was able to assess, there is treatment um, that black people who uh, traditionally are on the darker hue side um, face, whereas her being more on the lighter hue side and you know, what we can just, you know, say for the, the sake of reality and the conversation, white passing, um, that she didn't have to, to face growing up. And so uh, the conversation that we're having today is colorism, interracial relationships, and preference in relationships. And uh, going back to the doc piece itself, I felt like when we have this conversation around colorism, um, or like when in the case of Megan, she recognizes, you know, from lived experience, what colorism is. Um, my initial immediate response was like, duh, bitch. Um, and it was, you know, literally that because I, I couldn't particularly understand um, what box she was hiding in. And so not to demean or invalidate or even perpetuate uh, false senses of the idea of colorism, my only response is, is really, duh, bitch. Uh, but I, as I said, appreciate Carly wanting to have this conversation. 
and talk about it here on the podcast specifically because it's one of these subjects that I think we don't talk enough about and we should be having more open dialogue about. So um, we about to have this colorism, interracial and preferences and relationships conversation. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off to Carly. Uh, and, and I just want to simply open it up by asking, what do you have to say on this subject? So I initially, I believe I sent you the clip and I was reading through the comments on the clip and I, I, I don't think some people understood what she was saying and then some people kind of did. It, it, I was getting like, it was mixed comments. Everyone had a, a very different opinion um, on the topic. I personally feel like, like you said, duh, you're not going to, uh, <laughs> you're, you're not going to be treated the same when you, when you go somewhere else. They are going to know that you're black because, you know, you're married into a white family now. So, and that is unheard of within that family, the royal family. Word. They marry outside of their race. Or their class. Um, Say that again. Or their class. Like, you said she married into that family, and it's just like, you didn't just marry into a white family. You married into one of the most historically white, elitist families in the world. Exactly. Exactly. And you would have, I would think that she would have known what she was getting herself into prior to marrying Prince Harry. But... Honestly, I actually watched that documentary. Um, I th- I'm not sure if there's any more episodes left, but I've watched about six episodes so far. It's very wow. interesting. Um, but she almost was raised as if she was a white girl. Yes. Her, her mom was, is a black woman. Yep. Chocolate black woman at that. fair skin like she is. But it's almost like her mother raised her as if she was... A white girl. Mm-hmm. She, I think the only, well, I'm not going to say only black friend she has, but <laughs> close friend that was in the documentary that was a woman of color was Serena Williams, but her childhood friends were white and Asian. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I, I, I just don't understand how she just didn't know that was going to happen everything that did happen you know it's unheard of that anyone in the royal family married anybody black or had children with anybody black correct me if i'm wrong to be honest i i i don't know with with the absolute certainty like you know having you know being a a royal family historian um so i can't say you know no one has but what i do know is of the royals who have been in line for the crown none of them no they don't have no black kids they didn't they didn't engage like literally the reason why queen elizabeth was queen elizabeth was because her uncle abdicated the throne because he was marrying a a a american woman who was a divorcee she was white mind you it wasn't as if she wasn't a white woman um it wasn't as if she didn't come from um, you know, class or means. It was literally because she was a divorcee and 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 a, and a, and, a, and a, in that from America, um, and so there was real contention around him. You know, marrying this woman and her being be, becoming queen pro temp or some you know something along that language. Um, and so yes, like there, 
I think there there should have been something at least gleamed from that understanding of who you were getting, you know, yourself, you know, tied to. Um, additionally, from the feedback that I have heard around the documentary, uh, similar to what you said is, yeah, all her friends growing up were white um, or Asian, um, largely white. Uh, and in that her mom, you know, as you said, who isn't, you know, a fair skinned woman who is more on the chocolate or side, if you have never seen her, uh, her mom, uh, did, you know, in essence, what we can glean raised her. And I think she, from what I, again, from the clips that I've seen and from what I've heard, it, it does seem to where she alludes to that's what took place is that her mom did not raise her, um, with the same sort of sense of blackness that, you know, many others, whether you're on the lighter or the darker side of, you know, the hue, um, were raised with. Uh, for me, what I, I can ascertain from all that I know about, you know, her and, you know, her and her pub in the public space and her upbringing, um, one, she does have a white dad. Um, uh, and so, we can look at, you know, that initially as potentially being the the root of how her mom saw, um, you know, her her ability to prosper in the world. Um, I think that there is nuance that is ha that does have to come into this conversation, nuance around, you know, there are plenty of women of various of color backgrounds, black, Asian, um, <clears throat> And, and others where there is a a working notion that you marry a white man, that you go after a white man in order to elevate yourself in life. Women as a whole um, have been socialized and conditioned to attach themselves to men um, for their survival. And so we can we can see some of that, you know, and, and I think, you know, just be honest about that sort of nuance that comes into play. Uh, we can be we can have some nuance that comes into play that even further goes to, you know, why her mom may not have raised her as black. You know, we think about we, we think about the conversation around colorism as a whole and, you know, where that stems from. And we, we know it stems from, you know, the practice of slavery, whether it was in the U.S. or, you know, carried out by, you know, the, the U.K. Um, and so in that, I could see where her mom, you know, grew up and, and had this idea that that being black was was negative was being black was bad and when i say being black i mean darker um because we can't we can't take away from the fact that megan is black the same way you know people like to have a conversation about obama being you know half black and it's just like eh like these these people are are black um like i think another great example um is Quincy Jones' daughter, I cannot remember her name right now, is Rashida. Rashida, yes, Rashida Jones. And how so many people, like I remember after um, Kenya Burris came out with Black AF, um, the backlash, the, the, the repudiation uh, that, that she not only received, but then also Kenya Burris continues to receive um, around what it is to have representation of people who are of mixed uh, of who are black but are also of mixed uh origins um so where one parent is black and the other isn't there is and particularly when they're a not of the darker hue uh there is this 
this this backlash and i don't understand why um and why we we try to invalidate that person's blackness and i so i think that that has to be a part of the entire conversation around uh colorism and how people are socialized so what i was just saying was that i can i can gather that her mom you know may have been plagued with that it's like oh you know the darker idea of blackness and 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 being that that's you know largely the representation of blackness it's not something i would like my daughter to to uh fall into and then once ha once she has a child and and and, and this child starts to grow up and you see how how, how fair-skinned this child is, you know, just going to remain. Because I think that's also one of the, the interesting beauties of, of having a black child is your black child can come out real fucking pale uh, at birth and end up, yep. you know, getting real dark. <laughs> I, you know, as a kid, was one of those kids who I was I was very lighter as a baby, like very light as a baby, like firstborn, first few, first, I'd say several months was real light. Um, and then even as a child, I'd say maybe in like up into my early teens in the summertime, I'd get really dark, like I'd tan. Mm -hmm. And then in the wintertime, I'd, I'd go back to being a nice little milk chocolate, uh, black child. Um, now I'm a little darker than I was, you know, at any of those points, I'd say with the exception of the summertime, but that's the beauty of, of 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 having a black child and so i could imagine that as that time went on her mom's like nah i'm a chill i'm a good i have this white man i had this baby with we we didn't we didn't given her a greater opportunity or a greater chance at opportunity in life but don't you think that did her her mother did her a disservice yep by by doing that because i think she thinks that she's going to be accepted by by everyone and the sad reality that's just not the case people are assholes people are racist <laughs> people don't like you because of what you look like the color of your skin and i think that is probably the most bizarre thing ever because that's something you can't even control that's something beyond your control that's you know the reason why you are the way you are is because that's how god made you and that is just is what it is and i don't understand how racist white people don't understand that mm. hmm. I, I feel like in those in that context and and, and and the interesting part about it is it's like it would be I think it would be easy to like have this conversation it's, it's odd that I'm about to say this I'll say that it's easy I think to have this conversation and lay it at the foot of white people and you know white supremacy or you know just trash ass white top whiteness um and so that that's real because we can recognize that there is the, the backlash that megan received was from the english people themselves and you know that's a white population uh and so in that regard it's just like yeah how did they not get this like what like first of all it was like in this 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 great age of 2022-2023 why in the world are these things that you're still holding on to like you can clearly see that they don't have any sort of tangible determinations on whether someone's nice to you whether someone's smart whether someone's fast or slow like people are realistically like at the end of the day people so why are you holding on to this uh, but I also think that there's black people that, you know, hold and, uh, perpetuate these ideals. Like, 
uh, I was just literally talking to a friend this morning and uh, I, I sent them a meme about like growing up and being a, a kid in school. I'm actually going to pull up the meme right now so that I have it. Uh, but it was like the, the, the post was being dark skin in elementary school was like being black in 1925. And th these are, are real things because it's like, you know, as a kid, like, the, the darker idea of, of blackness was still not something that we were accepting of. We, we made, we made, and when I say we, I'm not necessarily saying I or anyone in particular, but you know, just us as kids, we made jokes about those things. We made jokes about things that we shouldn't have. We, we heard, you know, adults make jokes about things, you know, uh, go ahead. Can I just stop you really quick? So I, I grew up in a family where we all look different, you mm. know, some of us are light, some of us are brown, some of us are dark, some of us are mixed. So growing up as a kid, it wasn't until maybe, hmm, when I got into maybe like middle school is when I started like noticing like kids saying stuff like that about other kids who are black. And I wouldn't say that I, I didn't understand it, but I didn't get it. Because how could you talk about that person when you also are black too? Uh, my mom, my mom and my aunts, you know, they all look different as well, and all their children look different, and we all grew up with each other. We never talked about each other in that way, like, oh, you know, you're too dark to play with me. Oh, you're too light to play with me. We we weren't like that. So it wasn't until I got a little older I actually started noticing that stuff, and I just. I never really understood it. I still don't understand it to this day. Mm. My mom always says, because it's stupid shit, and you should never try and make sense of stupid shit, because it's just stupid. I like your mom. I like that. It's yeah. stupid shit. Don't try to understand stupid shit. Mm -hmm. I, it is. It, it really does come down to a lot of it is stupid shit. Um, I think we have to... How would you say we start to move past it? Like, what advice would you give Megan? What advice would I give her? Yeah. Do what you want to do. I, I mean, I say this now. I'm not in her position. I'm not in her shoes. But if I were wearing... I was just talking to my cousin about this when we were watching the, the documentary. I would have wore knotless braids down that aisle with a mermaid dress, with a long, long train. And I would... I mean, I would just want to represent who I am because I wear braids all the time. That's what I like. I mean, why would that matter to anybody? But I also would do it as a statement. Like, yes, this is what I'm doing. I'm here now and this is what it is. But also I don't I don't know um you know what she was dealing with on the inside, you know? Cuz Who's to say that someone told her that, no, you cannot wear box braids down the aisle. Or you can't wear cornrows down the aisle. You know what I mean? But I would definitely want to make a statement. But also, I wasn't raised like she was. You know, she was almost, like you were saying, she was almost raised to almost, almost be white, in a sense. Which is also just weird to me, because her mother in the documentary said that, 
No, no, no. Megan said one day she was in the car with her mom. I think they were leaving from somewhere, and they were in the parking lot, and I guess, I don't know, it was some, like, little road rage incident. I'm not sure what uh, she said verbatim, but the woman in the other car was a white woman and called Megan's mom the N-word. And it's just like, in that moment, why don't you teach your kid that, you know, this is what's good. This what might. This is what might happen out there to you mm-hmm. because you know you don't look like you're just white. You know what I'm saying? Because people are like that. Yeah, I, I I can tell. I can say as a kid, uh, I don't remember how early um, I was, but what I do remember is that it wasn't the first time that I was told this. But essentially like many other black people who are uh, raised in a manner that situates them being or being recognized as black, I'll say, is is that the world is going to perceive you by the color of your skin. Um, the world is going to perceive you before you open your mouth by the color of your skin. Because of the color of your skin, you're gonna to have to, you know, work two times as harder and, and, and expect to receive, you know, just you know, half at, at, uh, compared to your white counterparts. Those were things that were were shared to me as a kid and as I said, you know, repetitively at that. And so I feel like it, it's in that that moment, it's like, do you not share the that piece do you not share that the world is is and if the world doesn't see you that way they see mommy that way right if the world doesn't you know respond to megan as as a darker or even as a black woman your 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 chocolate skin mom they they do and this is how people in the world you know uh will then you know respond and treat people who look like this because while we can you know be honest and say hey yeah you know it's no fault of megan's that she you know was born you know how she was and looks how she does uh what we can say is now as an adult you know now after you have been through this experience what what are you coming out with like you know what sort of understanding do you have now what sort of homework do you realize you need to do for yourself to get better informed so that now that you are you know recognizing of this and you have a platform how are you then utilizing it you know in a constructive manner because like when you started and said like you know you didn't you know you didn't know why she didn't expect it in some ways i'm like i feel you like you a celebrity you 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 definitely getting ready to you fucking with the royal family like sis you should have pulled up your googles and use it um but at the same time i recognize that like that's that's we don't do that like we don't go and 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 try to find out like the nuances like this is the reason why i did the podcast is like well we need to start talking about the nuances we need to start talking about you know how the fact that colorism is a thing um and so i i can't necessarily blame her but i do blame her and in that that makes me wonder something about like what you said about making a statement so i'm interested to know do you feel like now that this has been her experience and that she's had this, you know, this eye opening, um, you know, moment, does she now have to be about making statements as a, you know, as a part of her, 
essentially her her life because while her and her husband are no longer technically working royals they are still technically part of the royal family and her kids are still technically considered royal family members and so what does that mean for her now and like in in the real world i mean that's a that's a, a complex question i mean that comes with a lot of pieces. I, I do think that she should represent who she is. You know? Why not? That's who you are. And I'm not saying she was hiding who she was. I don't think she really knew. Mm. You know? Because, like, we just discussed her, her mother. I don't know if her mother educated her on being a black woman. You know? And, you know, what it's, what you might endure when it when you are a black woman i don't think her mother did any of that and like i said before it was doing her a disservice and now she's a almost 40 year old woman and she's just experienced now just experiencing this like it's just like how it, it almost i feel bad for her to a certain extent but it's like how didn't you know you know, like, this is what the world is like. Mm. Like, were you living in a bubble for so long? You know? I, I'm curious to know if she ever, ex- like, she experienced racism with her with her mom, but did she personally experience racism at school with her peers? Or did her peers all treat her, you know, like, you know, like they would treat anybody else? It, it's so interesting that you... you, you you bring it, you bring this forward. Uh, I, another meme that I was watching this morning, where this black woman talks about uh, essentially not not growing up and realizing she was black. I wish I could find that audio now, uh, specifically who sent it. But she talks about uh, growing up and not, you know, realizing she's black, and what that then meant to how she had to how she had to uh how she navigated the world and she was she essentially was talking about the fact that she liked the she liked uh, she was appreciative that someone was able to pull her to the side at some point and explain to her about her blackness and like um you know essentially put her on to game Oh, this is what it was. She was like black people who the, the the meme started out was black people who don't have any black friends are kind of weird to me. Uh, and then this black woman, uh, it was a stitch essentially, was talking about how when she grew up in, in the manner in which she which she did grow up, she didn't have black friends. Um, she went to black schools and you know she hung out. I'm sorry, she went to white schools and she hung out with the white kids and you know she, that's how she that's who she made friends with. And it wasn't until later in life that she had when she started to get involved in you know extracurricular activities that had you know more black people as a part of them that you know, she had this person who pulled her to the side and, and, and pretty much checked her. And so she now, you know, was able to see is like, oh, no, those those were the microaggressions or, you know, those were the jokes that were being made um, that weren't, you know, friendly. So like, and then having to ask herself was like, why would I continue to hang out with these people? And so, like, I think the reality is, is that sometimes, no, we don't get to choose, you know, those environments for ourselves as kids. Like, we don't have that that agency um, to decide. 
you know, which social groups that we become a part of. But I do think, again, you know, recognizing where Megan, Megan is at in this is that you now have a position. It's like you, you're, you're choosing in essence to, to not educate yourself. And then in some ways, that's part of the reason why I'm just like, I'm good on this documentary because it's like, I'm not getting from them. This was, this is education now. This is how we, this is the experience that we have. And then we start to realize this, these are the additives that needs to be put into place. And people can say, oh, well, that could be next. Like, it's like, why do you, why do you continue to, to, to wait? Like, why not do it in this moment? You can recognize that your kids have been put through, you know, and, and, and no, they're young, so they didn't experience it. But the information is out there one day for them to have to, to be able to read it for themselves is where members of their own family were asking if they were going to be dark or like, you know, and then suggesting like that means something if they do come out dark. So I'm, I'm a little like, sis, like, where's your, where's your education at in this moment? Where's your, um, desire to, to know what it is. And so that leads me to wonder for, for, I guess me asking you this question is like, for you, what is it, what does it mean to be a black woman? Oh, man. Oh, I wasn't prepared for this question. I wish I had, like, a list of questions that you were going to ask me. What does it mean to be a black woman to me? Um, be strong. You know, be resilient. Um, my mother always has taught me, help others when you have the opportunity to help people. Um it just means so much. I, I, I can't even answer it in one question. It's it's a lot to be a black woman. I would I, I love being a black woman, I'll say that. Mm. I think it's like one of the best things there is. <laughs> I think black women are beautiful and I wish that black women were put on a higher pedestal than they are. And it's just sad to see that, you know, our own people, black men, they can sometimes often put their own women down. And it's just, it sucks because it's just like, I don't, well, I'll take that back. I see a lot, I see women say how niggas ain't shit and stuff like that. But black men, they'll go off and they'll date a white woman and then they'll, you know, say all these terrible things about black women, why they don't need black women, why they don't like black women. And it's just like, it's almost like a self-hate kind of thing. Because it's like, your mom is black. So is your aunt and your grandma and your sisters and your cousins. So like, how could you even say stuff like that, you know? But that ties back to, you know, I guess that's a is is that a part of being a black woman that we have to deal with stuff like that? Mm. Is that fair? Mm. You know, should we care? You know, that's another thing. Should we care? Because obviously, not all black men think like that. They don't. You know, that's like saying all black men are the same, and they're just not. Not one person is the same. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, go ahead and finish. I want you. I, I really want you to finish your thoughts on that. Um. No, you can go ahead. 
I, I appreciate you saying all of that. Um, I'll answer, is it something that black women have to deal with out of pure reality? I would say yes. Um, is it a fair circumstance that y'all have to deal with that? No. Um, can we do something about it? I believe we can. Uh, I appreciate further that that the response went where it went. Um, a couple of things I'll just add to that. I, I hear you when you say, you know, to be a black woman is to be strong. Um, I think that that is, a, is an idea that many of us would associate with like blackness and black women in particular. It's like she was a strong black woman. I also know uh, and 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 I see it in this day and age that there are plenty of black women who I think would push back on the idea of being strong um, and having that associated with blackness. And so I say all that to just simply say that there is definitely more around, you know, being a black woman, particularly that is left to be unpacked um, and, and nuanced conversations to be had. Um, that makes me think that like, there really should be another conversation following up on this around, you know, what does it mean to be a black woman? Um, and so I definitely, uh, would say that I'd want to have that conversation and definitely would want to invite you back to talk about that too. But moving it, continuing on to what you talked about in your response in terms of like black men, uh, in dating black women. And this whole idea of colorism and like even in some essence now moving the conversation into interracial relationships, I, I truly wonder um, if there is, I know there's validity to the idea that there are black men who um, prefer like the mixed or the, 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 the ambiguous looking black woman. Um, I wonder though if that were if that were more of the the landscape, meaning that like black chocolate black men uh, engaged with lighter, you know, black women, and would like would there how, what's the word I'm looking for? Would there would there be this deep affinity for black women still? Like if they knew that, or like with this sorry, rather would the affinity deepen uh, if they knew that they had a preference of lighter skinned black women as the black women that they could engage with. Uh, and I ask all that because I think about, you know, the early 2000s and the 2010s where um, you, you think about like the video vixens and like the makeup of those women. And, you know, traditionally they were of the lighter skinned uh, hue, uh, oftentimes, you know, and racially ambiguous. And we saw that in, in, in some ways as the prototype for how black men should, you know, date in the world, essentially date black women. And you mentioned about how, you know, that this comes about in terms of dating is, is, you know, seeing, you know, the, the navigating the, the, the pros and the cons or the ups and the downs, the, the ebbs and the flows of, of dating. Um, what sort of, I just wonder what sort of uh, what sort of outcome happens if that were the case, where just more black men were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna date the light skin." Like the, the light skin women are the only ones I'm going after, um, or they feel like that's the best, you know, sort of 
direction to go in. And to me, it just, it furthers this, this, this idea that whiteness is really, you know, it's, 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 it's in us so like deeply that we're oftentimes willing to disregard ourselves, um, and our community for adjacency to whiteness. So, hmm, where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) Say the last part again for me. I would just say, I, I, I was saying that I'm curious as to, to know, like, if black men had the option to choose lighter skinned women, knowing that they were black still so that they could, they could claim, um, that they're dating a black woman. Yes. But is it essentially to further, you know, their adjacency to whiteness? Um, I can say maybe that for some, but I wouldn't say for all. Mm. I think it's absolutely ridiculous to, uh, to, to say lighter skinned women are better than darker skinned women or it, it, it just makes no sense to me. It's just dumb. It's dumb. It's quite and dumb. You can be attracted to who you want to be attracted to. And I understand people have their own preference. But to say that, you know, darker-skinned black women aren't pretty as a whole is insane. (laughs) Like, I just think that's insane. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why people say it. Because there's beautiful black women of all shades. Mm -hmm. I just just don't get it. And we see them on TV. It's not like we don't see them. We see them walking down the street. We've been, we went to school with some of them. It's like... How, like, how can you say that? You, you know, like, how can you say that? Or the term, uh, I, I've heard this before and it pissed me off when I heard it. I heard a guy say to a girl that she's pretty for a dark skinned girl. I hate you know, that. she's pretty because she's pretty. pretty. That's why. She's pretty because she's pretty. It has nothing to do with that. Well, I, I'll say that I think women with melanin in their skin are just beautiful women. Period. But Period. she's pretty because she's pretty. Period. Like, why do we have to tie it to because she is brown skin or she's dark skin? That's just, I just think it's just dumb. And I think even more to that, it's like, because we can recognize the history that has been associated with the darker hued uh, or more melanated people. Um, I appreciate you using the term. Um there, I think we do have to give greater grace in those spaces. This is like, no, like, don't associate. Like, there's there's no need to associate that. Um, this person is pretty. Like, they're pretty in the face. Like, or, or they're, you find them physically attractive. It, it has nothing to do with them being of, of a darker hue. Um, I'll just say, like, I love dark-skinned women. Um, like, they, like, are, black women as a whole to me uh, are just sexy. Um, amazingly beautiful. Uh, and so in that, I'm not anymore, like, I actually don't have a type when it comes to dating. Like, I don't have a, oh, she's light-skinned, she's dark-skinned, she's chocolate. Like, mm-mm. My type is black woman. Uh, and so I, I want us all to be able to, 
to transition from this idea that um, the the color of our skin is is impactful to our ability to show up as a person, um, to to be able to read, to write, to articulate ourselves, to have fun. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with whether someone is lighter or darker. It has everything to do with have they had access to things? Have they, you know, gone to school? Have they been nurtured, cared for, um, have proper nutrition? Uh, now we can recognize that in that white people have disadvantaged black people or and other people that are non-white to be able to do those things. But that doesn't say that that person who is... Uh, melanated can't do those things um, and I think that that's important to to center as a part of this conversation I agree um, you know I, I just it, preference is like I said if you have a preference you have a preference if that's what you like that's what you like in the meantime you don't have to put your own people down okay so I'm happy you're you're this is good um, okay, so you talked about preference, and so let's move into the conversation of interracial relationships, right? Because people talk about, you know, preference a lot in these sort of spaces, or rather when the conversation is here. And so I'm very curious as to what your thoughts are on interracial relationships. Um, and then I want to drop some, some info for the, about them. Oh, you want me to tell you my, my thoughts on them before you... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think, you know, if that's who you like, that's who you like. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't walk down the street and if I see a black guy with a white woman and just be like, why is he with her? <coughs> I don't do that. Or or if I see, a, you know, a white guy with a black woman, why is she dating him? Like, I just, I don't even care enough. Like, if you love somebody, you love them. You know, so I could care less about it. Mm. Me neither. I just want to say that I don't like watching uh, white men in, in porn fuck black women. That's just it. That's my, that's my, that's, literally, okay. that's literally my line. I'm so, so serious. I just can't like, there's very few exceptions. There are maybe like one or two exceptions a year. Um, but that's really my, my, I can't do that. Uh, uh-uh. white men and, and porn. No, I'm weak right now. but the stat that I wanted to talk about was because like, when we talk about interracial relationships, um, uh, traditionally, and, and I, I want the world and, and I'm, this is a little bit me going off on a tangent, but I, I really want the world to start being a little more honest with itself. Right. And what I simply mean by that is we see this world in, in black and white. Like, that's literally how we see it. And it's not to demean other cultures and races. It's not to demean, you know, in, individuals of Asian background or, you know, Hispanic or Spanish Latinx backgrounds or any, you know, anywhere in between that. But because the world visually and viscerally operates in these two spectrums of white and you know prosperity wealth access and riches and black stop them at all cost um it's necessary to have the conversation in these pure ways in these these real like no like 
social progress doesn't happen in, 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 in large scale ways um, or rather it doesn't happen to where it's applicable to other people until it passes through the door of black people. Um, that's that's a real thing. We don't we don't see a woman president before we see a black man as president. Um, we don't see, you know, women, you know, gaining access before we see black men gaining access. The right to vote, um, again, business leaders, elected office. Um, there's a number of things. And so I say all that to say that when we have this conversation around interracial relationships, oftentimes we think of black men, black women um, with white men or white women. And so to the black community, I want us to know that most of us, the, the vast, the literally the upper vast majority of us are staying within the community. Um, specifically speaking to what the, the, the percentage of black people who date and marry outside of the race. Um, so for women, 92% of black women marry and engage with black men. Uh, for black men, 88% of black men engage and marry to black women. So altogether, we're looking at, you know, a total sum of of what's that if we were to add them together it's about 20 percent collectively it's a it's 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 20 percent um realistically it's it's the 12 percent that are uh that are not engaging with the community and what that looks like or what that difference is is really a difference of four percent between black men and black women so black men yes are at a higher rate engaging with non-black women um but it isn't you know where it's it's 25 50 percent of black men so i one first want us to to really kind of do away with this fucking conversation that you know black men are oftentimes you know just dating white women or or engaging with non-black women and, and what that means because having that conversation also continues to perpetuate colorism Having that conversation also continues to push people who are on the fringes about their blackness for whatever reason, whether they weren't taught about it or have you know negative experiences, it pushes them further outside of the bounds of blackness because here it is is that there's this this belief that you know there's large chunks of of black people not dating other black people, and that that's that's false. Um, so I, I definitely want to put that out there so that folks have that and know that the reality is most of us are dating the rest of us. But why don't we, I just feel like, you know, I'm not going to say that I don't see black love, but I do. But I feel like the interracial thing is pushed a lot. And when I say interracial or like people, like maybe not interracial, but, you know, black men dating everyone else but black women. I wouldn't say that it's not pushed. I wouldn't say that it's not pushed. Um, I again, I go back to what I said, you know, in the early two thousands and two thousand and tens, where we saw that this was kind of like the what what we should be striving for, what we should be reaching for as black men. Oh, date the ambiguous black woman, or and date the ambiguous woman in general. Like if she can align herself close to blackness, look at Kim Kardashian. Um, the whole Kardashian clan, actually, if they can align themselves to the blackness, then, you know, we're, we're Gucci, you know, we're good. Um, so I don't, I don't invalidate the thought that 
or the the statement that has been put out there for us to believe what i respond with is that if we were to do our own independent research we would see that while that is something being pushed um, it's not representative of the larger mass that the larger mass uh still at great proportions um upwards of 80 percent um engage with the other and so as i said like i think we have to we have to be willing to to essentially know what information is available to us have the information that's available to us and then be willing to essentially not have aspects of these conversations like you know, the fact that these conversations are the ones that perpetuate um, stereotypes around colorism, around, you know, people feeling like, oh, um, black men are out here dating white women. So like F, niggas ain't shit. When in, in reality, it's like, yeah, there are some black men dating white women. There are also black women not dating black men. Um, that difference isn't a, a huge number. So unless you're willing to challenge the black women who are dating non-black men, shut the fuck up. That's true. But I don't see a lot of, I, I don't see too many black women dating outside their race. Like you said, the majority of black women, they date black men. You know, it's very rare I see black women with white guys. They... It, the again the the percentage is, is smaller than black men so what i said i'm not saying that i haven't seen it but i don't see it as often yeah like I, I said the the percentage is, i think what we why that difference is is the where the where that may be happening so like if you asked me why you would see black men you know with those non-black women a little bit more i would say that's because for the black men who do it you're largely looking at more like celebrities and those of 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 status and and wealth um and so i would say so even trying to tie in being lighter skin like ties into like just being better do you think they're trying to push that agenda that being lighter is better and this is i don't know if you you want money you want this you want that you gotta have I would a lighter so. skin girlfriend white girlfriend hispanic girlfriend like does that tie into that yeah i would say that is that they're like uh, is that some people's idea of making it in life yeah i i would say yes i would say i would argue yes going back and to that's unfortunate it is unfortunate. It's highly unfortunate. I'd go back to where I started in terms of like thinking about, you know, how Meghan Merkel was raised and, and what we do know from what she shared, you know, in the documentary or just in real life about how her mom raised her. And, and I think one can, can draw the conclusion and feel comfortable drawing the conclusion that her mom had had an experience with blackness that was negative, that did not, that where she did not desire to draw her daughter's uh, life to that. Um, and I would say that, you know, oftentimes when we do see the black men who uh, date, marry, and engage with non-black women, it's of that same sort of, of preference, but then because they are all more oftentimes on the the, the 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 side of you know being a celebrity or being having money already and you know and then engaging with the white woman um we see them more whereas if you were to say you know where are the black women who are dating non-black men i think that they would fall more on the they're your everyday people who aren't a celebrity 
They're 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 the friend that I have who's married to a white woman. Um, I'm sorry, to a white man. Uh, there's you know the friend that I have now who who's dating um, Asian men uh, a little bit more. Um, and so I think that's where we can start to like really recognize where the differences are. Is that where black men are doing it? They are more likely up in a position of fame. Um, so that spotlight is put there. And then for black women, it's just like, it's happening still. Um, but it's, it's taking but place also, outside of the celebrity. Spotlight. What about, what about in the LGBTQ plus community, black men who date, uh, who date white men? Like, well, what about that? Like, is that, does that tie into the same thing? Um, I would say yes. I would say yes, it does tie because I think it would be wrong for me to say no that there's there there's possibly not some some of those sentiments there. The only the real difference I I I plug out with that um, is that their male and their their manhood carries as well. Like I recognize that there's nuance in being a black man in this world that I can't ever take off my blackness. But there's also nuance in this world that puts me first as a man. So in the idealing of two men, whether one black and one white, um, there's there's greater nuances there that I think are at play um, than when we talk about black men or rather black women with white men or black women with black men. Um, that that patriarchy uh, allows for that male couple to navigate to, to navigate the world vastly different um, than that woman has to again going back and thinking about the adjacency of of a man and having that adjacency of a man or to a man um, the nuances you know of the adjacency to black men exist as well so we can we can have you know further conversation about those things but i do think uh gay couples in that that sense do there's just some more nuance there that i think changes the, the how the conversation is ha had versus uh that of black women in engaging uh in interracial relationships that was a good question yeah, I've never even thought about that until now actually. Me neither. Um me neither. And I and I I would I would one say I think there is not enough information like in terms of collected mass uh, collected information on the group around uh homosexual gay dating patterns and history. Uh so just in the the initial like there needs to be more research done on that there needs to be more you know studies more you know collective group thought um in some ways i i wouldn't you know want to put out a, a a thought around you know the circumstance while also not being of that community um so I can recognize that from a from a male standpoint, from a sociological standpoint of how we assess maleness to femaleness, um, I would imagine that while race is still a factor, there are, are, are a different set of nuances that don't necessarily make the race void or invalidate it, but allow it to be navigated vastly different than how black women would. Well said. 
<laughs> Thank you. So let's get into what uh, the preferences in dating. Um, I, I want to say that, and this could even lead into, actually, let's, let's lead into, let's go into this topic, the climb back, the holistic healing. The dating pool is trash. Uh, why though? That's the question. I, I mean, maybe the dating pool, you know, people say because it's new age technology, the internet, but I just, do you think that stuff like has, has been like this forever? It just wasn't on the internet. Yes. So, I mean, it's just, you know, thrown in our face all the time pretty sure people have access to more people now that you just click someone's page and go on a click of a button and you can talk to somebody you know i hate when people blame social media i hate when people say oh the problem is is we have too many options nowadays I hate all of that because I don't know if people are recognizing that they're literally demonizing the world in which they live in. Right. Um, to say that the problem is that we have too many options nowadays. So does that mean that when it comes to food, does that mean when it comes to fashion, TV shows that we should we should also minimize those things? Um, the ideas of you know being traditional is like oh we need to get back to that well and what like are you only wanting to be traditional in your dating um wh what about traditional like in terms of technology what about medicine like should we go back to the days where we don't have you know advanced medical equipment because you're traditional and then i think you have to start to ask yourself is why do you feel so comfortable um delineating your dating life and the only aspect of your life realistically to this traditional mindset to this traditional asset asset aspect and so what i think we have to start to do is to be honest about life these many of these things were always all always often taking place we may not have had where more women were um, finding the power that lie within to challenge them because again we can we can go back to the nuances of women not having access to you know bank accounts um, and having to essentially align themselves with men for actual survival not that they weren't capable not that women couldn't go in and hunt their own food or start their own businesses that that's not it it's that they were told that they could not they were not given the the actual autonomy i don't want to say autonomy because they had the autonomy they weren't given access to do those things it was prohibited and so we don't we didn't necessarily see where like you said because we didn't have social media and we didn't have you know the availability of seeing you know other people from across the world but these things were happening relationships were trashed before if you haven't already go check out um go check out the the black man gotta grow up episode where we talk about you know your granddaddy not being shit uh and the fact that <laughs> and the fact that like you know that that was the situation that people had to had no choice but to navigate and so the dating pool is trash like as 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 an overall uh assessment i i wouldn't say that it's not um 
I would say that a lot of that has to do with unpacked and unresolved trauma, um, being socialized in a world of white supremacy, being socialized in a world where patriarchy um, is is shown as as the best way to, to get ahead or to like situate oneself. And so I think if we were unpacking those things, we would still assess that the dating pool is trash, like I said, but um, we'd be more understanding as to why it is. And I think in that, find ourselves equipping ourselves to push back. I agree. Like, I don't know if we, like, I don't know if we take holistic looks um, at our dating life and and ask ourselves, like, how can we improve on this? What can we do better? What can we do better? So, in that, uh, my question to you is, what realistic advice would you give to the masses around dating. Hmm. <coughs> um, let me think about this one. Because I don't want to give like a very vague answer. You know, like I could just say, oh, just go out there and have fun, guys. But I don't want to say that. I'll give um, you a second thing. I'll, I'll go while um, you're thinking. I would say that... The advice I would give to the dating mass right now is, oh, this is great. This is this is this is actually based off of just a random conversation I had this morning with someone. Um, I think we have to be willing to challenge everything when it comes to dating. I think we should be willing to challenge everything in life because we have for so long lived um, in 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 a way that just told us how we were supposed to be, but didn't necessarily align with how we were. And so I think that that now means that we have to be willing to challenge it all because we have to be willing to find ourselves in each thing that, you know, someone is bringing forth to us. And so I would say that we have to be willing with grace, with care, be willing to challenge everything um, from ourselves internally but then also creating the space for the people that we meet to challenge us as well. Um, because I think that that's in that how we, we find growth, how we find you know elevation, how we find advancement. I agree with you. Um, like I said, you know, don't date for the wrong reasons. You know, I feel like some people go up there and date for the wrong reasons. So they're, they're, they rush into things or they feel like... Uh, I should have this by this age, and this should be like this at this time. And they they're rushing just to go find someone just just to have kids with, or just to get married. To take your time, it's not a not a sprint. It's a marathon. Just you know, let it happen. Don't force things. You know, treat others like how you want to be treated, and that's it. I'm a I'm a dig a little further, just a little further. What are your right reasons? My right reasons to date somebody, mm-hmm. you know, how does somebody treat you, you know, do you click with someone, um, you know, do do you do you share the same interests? And I'm not saying that people, you know, opposites don't attract because in some cases they do, 
But I feel like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of time people date for the wrong reasons. And, you know, you just end up getting your ass kicked in the end. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Not like really get your ass kicked, but like, you know, you go through some stuff. I, yes. Oh, okay. So that made me, that made me think about what else I would say to people. Um, and, and I think that that's a part of what I would say, like, you know, where I started was like the challenge. It's like, you know, these ideas of, of compatibility, it's just like, you know, being willing to ask yourself, like, does this work for me? Like, is this per? Am I vibing with this person? Are they bringing out, you know, the good aspects of me? Am I bringing that out to them? Like, am I showing up to them, and it allows, you know, their their whole self to come forward? Am I creating the space, you know, for them to feel safe and to feel authentic? Are you know, is that is there that reciprocation? And I feel like that is something that there's not a, enough emphasis put on. Um, there's not enough, uh, investigation, you know, happening around, uh, is, is, is assessing like what compatibility is, uh, assessing, you know, are we, are we, are we working well together? Are we bringing, you know, different things to each other and allowing, you know, again, our best selves to come forward? Because if that's not the case, then you really do got to ask yourself, like, what are you doing? Why you're doing it? Um, again, that that's I think being able to challenge ourselves um, to find out more information about the things that we say we want to do. Right, I agree with you on that definitely. And then I think even more is if you're if you're having to happening to embark on dating in a interracial interracial um, way. There is greater, I think, introspection and reflection that has to be done. There's greater, like, you know, uh, investigation that that should be, you know, had. Like, asking, how do you feel about, you know, anti-blackness? Or how do you, you know, plan to show up as not only just an ally, but a co-conspirator um, in advancing black liberation? Those right. are those are our real aspects. Those are about compatibility. I think. Yeah, e- what about the white people who have you know black children? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you know they need to educate themselves on what they need to teach their black children because their children are black at the end of the day. Yeah. No matter what color they are. Yes. Yes, like, like uh, if you're having black kids, like, do you realize, like, the nuances of the world that you'll have to educate them in? Not, like, and we can even, like, bring this full circle to Megan's uh, mom. It's just like, well, even if you didn't prepare your daughter for the world as, as a black woman um, or to live in the world as a black woman, did you prepare your daughter to live in a world adjacent to black to, to darker, you know, skinned black people, more melanated, you know, black people. Did you prepare your daughter for the child she may have that may come out more melanated than she is? Um, you know, and then how to navigate that. And, and I think that goes, you know, again, back to compatibility. That goes to 
um, you know, getting with someone and, and figuring out what your dating preferences are. Heck, I would even say for black women, one could go a step further and start asking the black men that they, they engage with. How do you feel about black feminism? You know, how do you show up as an ally and a co-conspirator to advancing uh, black women's liberation? Um, how do you feel about black pay equity? You know, how, how do you show up at work for, for black women you work around? Do you try to make space for their, you know, their comments at work? Are you supporting their ideas? Are you being a team player when, you know, when they're the leader on something? Those, those are introspections that can also take place in this current moment. Um, if we're, if we're wanting to be honest about how we, we do these things. Agreed. Definitely. Man, that was a good conversation. It was. That that was a good conversation. And particularly on like how we just ended around, you know, dating preferences, like recognizing that dating, you know, represents a huge facet of many of our lives. Um and if you asked a lot of our peers, I think they would tell you that they they don't they hate dating right now. Yeah. You see it all over the internet. <laughs> you do. Posts. Every post, every post. Like jeez, yo. I'm okay. That that gives me this really great idea that I am going to. I'm gonna ask people for a day of happiness around like just relationships. Like say good things about dating. Um, what have been the positives about dating? And then I'm gonna also have a day where we talk shit about dating. Like we we just completely go negative on it. Um, but I wanna. I really want to to have now that conversation so carly i appreciate this talk um for a couple of reasons uh one because we we really did have this conversation around colorism and i think that there's uh more to be had on it um i want to have a conversation on you know now being a black woman um, and then I also want to open up the space for like both a positive and a negative day around, um, dating. And so I appreciate you for bringing this forward. Um, thank you. No problem. Mike. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Yes. Before we get out of here, uh, let the people know where they can find you. Where can they, they hop in Carly's DMs? Don't hop in my DMs, but, um, you can like my pictures um, so you can find me at Carly Knox underscore on Instagram and Carly Knox on Facebook. Well, I will say as someone um, who uh, is just a friend of hers and is part of the close friends, her shit is popping. Um, go like her pictures and hopefully someday you can be a part of the secret society. That's it. <laughs> Um, people, as always, uh, follow Everybody Mad on IG and Facebook. That's Everybody Mad Pod. Email everybodymadpod at gmail.com with likes, comments, uh, show topic ideas. Hop in the DMs if you like. Uh, this conversation came about, like, like Carly said, because she shared the clip on the Megan and Harry uh, documentary. And it just it went from there. You see what came out. Uh, so definitely go hit me up if you if you like if you have ideas i'm open ready to talk be prepared to come talk about it with me though um and then on all major podcast platforms everybody mad so before we get out of here uh let's apply pressure to ourselves um what's the quote this week that we're that we have for ourselves for ourselves well i want to kind of piggyback off of 
what my mom always says. Don't make sense of stupid shit because stupid shit just doesn't make sense. So. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I definitely do. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to piggyback off of something you said uh, and add my own to it. So you talked about when Megan uh, was getting married and you said you would have made a statement. Um, and so I want to say, don't be afraid to make a statement. Just do it. Uh, that's what I'm going with this week. Don't be afraid to make a statement. Just do it. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Woo! It was fun. People, we out of here. Bye, everybody. One term. We as a people will get to the promised land. I promise you, we as a people will get there.